there's a can't and, and there's a, I don't want to. Yeah. So when someone goes, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. It's no, you actually can. Yeah. And you're deciding that you don't want to. There's a can't because I, I physically can't. And then there's an, I don't want to, because this is actually really hard and I'm out of my comfort zone. So I was pushing out of the can't. I was burning the can up both ends and I just weren't listening to the can't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I wasn't listening to the camp because again, that drive at home and that stressor was the blessing in disguise that motivated, pushed me to excel the way that I was. But at some point there is that limit and I didn't know what that limit was. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Hello, and welcome back to the show. On today's episode, I sit down with Jacqueline Kaysen, who, guys, she is a force to be reckoned with, this girl. You are going to love our chat together. She has been immersed in the fitness world since her youth, from participating in Junior Olympics to excelling as a collegiate athlete, and now as a director of group fitness for Anatomy in Miami, Florida. She is a certified personal trainer and an exercise specialist. Her passion is to help people become something greater than themselves. And that passion has driven her to become a diehard professional in the health and fitness arena. And Jacqueline and I talk about her past, her her darker past with abuse and how it has propelled her success today. Uh, You know, she is just a major inspiration. Nothing can stop her. Uh, And I think you guys are just going to get so much value from her. I even asked her questions regarding her amazing training videos that you guys have to check out on her Instagram and just how she shoots her content and some tips there because I'm always asking questions with you guys in mind. I know how many uh, fitness trainers and fitness professionals listen to this podcast. So you're going to get a lot of goodness from this one and I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to the show, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and sitting down with me to chat. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be on. Yeah. So we've been friends on Instagram for a while now, but it wasn't until, you know, I read a recent article in Strong Fitness Magazine where I read your story and I was completely blown away. I mean, you've gone through it, girl. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, and I thought today like I mean just looking at your Instagram and you know you're you're a well-known coach and you know you're a group fitness like a, the director of group fitness in uh anatomy which my husband and I are dying to go and come and visit you in <laughs> Miami. Uh, and you know you're known for your badass workouts and also building, you know, 
safe coaching communities, both online and in person, and you're a busy girl and you're thriving and you're doing what you love. So how did this all start for you? Like, how did you first get into fitness? Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I really started when I was a kid, I was an athlete and I played sports and um, there was a way for me to kind of get out of the house. There was some trouble at home and you just kind of put on a pair of sneakers and you go for a run. And I happened to be an athlete as a kid and it was just something that felt really good for me. And it was a resource for me to kind of get out of the house, as I said, and I happened to be a good athlete. And when you're a good athlete, you kind of get older, you go through college and I ended up studying exercise science and physiology. I minored in health in college. And how did I find a way to kind of continue this path? But most importantly was really wanting to help people. And there was a way to get into training. And I wanted to be an exercise physiologist originally and do diagnostic stress testing for cardiac rehab patients. And then before you do that, you really want to train the human body and train people. So I started training clients and what an amazing feeling it was to really impact and help people. So mm-hmm. I kind of put that whole shift aside and that was really it. Um, I mean, we can dive a lot deeper in that, but long story short, I started off as an athlete, studied it in school and just really wanted to help people. And then a, a job ended up becoming an actual career and I've done nothing else. That's awesome. And when you say you were an athlete, like you won a Olympic gold medal, <laughs> like you were just yeah. an athlete, like you were, you, you were like, you were in track, right. You were, you were the fast, like, did you compete in the 200, was it 200 meter? You were- yeah. So I did the junior Olympics, not the actual Olympics, okay. uh, but I won, <laughs> I won the uh, gold medal in the long jump and the 400 meter as a kid. Okay. And then, um, I, I did a lot of events. I went to the pin relays. I did the Eastern States, which you compete from Maine to Florida. I went to nationals, obviously nationally ranked. And I still hold some records now, which is, you know, pretty cool. That's and amazing. I really overtrained. I pushed myself and I got really sick. And, you know, there's other obstacles that kind of keep going and you just learn a lot of lessons down the road. But it was a lot of uh, a lot of strenuous work, a lot of long hours, but it paid off and it was awesome. Wow. And, and I mean, I read your story and it was, I mean, I'm, I'm so, I just want to say, I'm so sorry for what you have gone through. I mean, as a child and, and, and just the abuse that you've gone through and, but that led you into running like that running was your outlet. Do you want to get into like, explain how you started? I mean, I know that your mom was your, your parents were divorced and then your mom was abusive to you and your sister and, and your outlet was going out for these runs. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, and you know, you get Delta bad deck of cards. And there's a lot of really good positive things that I try to focus on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that impacted my life and helped shape who the person that I am, but that's not who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. And you kind of play the victim for a long time and you use those things as an excuse, but I learned a lot from it. And that takes, you know, you get down to a fork in the road. It's like, which way am I going to go? I could go down a very dark very bad path or kind of go this route. So anyway, to answer your question, the running really was the escape for me. So 
when things got really tough, whether it was my mother and my sister or it was my mother and myself, that the quickest thing you can do is just grab a pair of sneakers. It was always somewhere. It was at the foot of my bed. It was in my closet. It was by the front door. And it was just, this is how I can get out. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of rage. You have a lot of aggression. There's a lot of pain. And you feel a lot of things. And, you know, as a kid, you don't really understand what's going on. You just know that this doesn't feel well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you just don't know. So to put on a pair of sneakers and just get out the door was the best way. And it kind of started off where it was a sprint. It was a sprint to get out of the house and you just kept sprinting and it just didn't stop. And I didn't really go as far as like a long distance, but it was get every single thing I could get out of my body and just use it. And I didn't realize how fast I was until um, my father actually saw me one day run. And that's the only time my parents, I can remember as a kid, that they actually spoke on the phone without going through a lawyer was, did he know Jacqueline was really fast? Wow. And all of a sudden, all the, like all the drama, everything just got pushed off to the side. And then it was, wait, I did something good. Mm-hmm. And that got my parents to speak. I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to do it really well. And then it was praise Jacqueline for doing something well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept doing it and I just kept striving to be better and better. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, a lot of people listening in um, to this podcast and even, you know, our subscribers at Strong, they've, they, we have that in common. Like, you know, something's happened in our life and a, a lot of people turn to, like you said, there's two paths. You can go down a really dark path or you can do something positive. So you turn to fitness and they fill, fill their cup up in that way. Right. And you learn that at such a young age and just your resilience is really admirable. And, uh, yeah. And I know that you had also gone through, um, maybe some overtraining, right? Like you were saying you were, you were training often and you had some complications. What was that like? And does that help you to this day when you're helping your own clients? Like, do you know how to, you know, maybe pick up on those things where they're maybe going a little bit, they're going too hard or too long. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I really overtrained in, high school. And there's a lot of things that really impacted that because I had a full day's worth of schooling, but then because of the level that I was competing at, I I grew up in Northern New Jersey. So really big meets, a lot of them were New York city. So you have to get invited. You have to compete to get to that level. Um, And a lot of them were in universities that I was competing at, even though I was in high school. So you would end up either staying at home and practicing, you know, at your school for long hours because I did a lot of sprint work, but then I did a lot of field work because I was a long jumper. Then by the time you get home, you're eating dinner, then you have homework and then you have to shower, get to bed and do it all over again. So I ended up going to bed very, very, very late. Um, I needed to optimize my sleep as best that I could. I only had like four hours of sleep, woke up and did it all over again. So I would you know, skip breakfast, I would have a snack, maybe in the middle of the day, go right to practice. So nutrition was really poor. My sleep was really poor. You obviously have the stress at home because I dealt with that all through, uh, you know, up to almost to uh, middle of high school as well at home. So you have the stresses, you know, school and, and at home, there's no break. And then one day I was training really hard. I came home and I ended up saying, mom, not to be so dramatic, I think I'm going to die. And I ended up passing out 
I fell down the stairs and I woke up in the hospital and I had mm-hmm. all these complications. I had an upper respiratory infection, a collapsed lung, mono, an enlarged spleen wow. by six inches. And I was out of school, out of high school for five months. I was in the hospital for over a month and there was just trying to get better and get healthier. And then once I got out of the hospital after a month, I was homeschooled for another four months before I could go back to school. So my immune system was just completely depleted. And it was a prime time of really like colleges are looking at you. They're looking at your times. And I was like, I need to get back to school. I need to start competing. But I just really overdid it. I was just burning the candle at both ends. And it was just a matter of time that your body shuts you down. If you don't slow down, your body's going to shut you down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so in regards to like with clients now, um, there's definitely a, a limit at some yeah. point. I'm not yeah. trying to push you to the brink of that limit. Uh, but eventually I talk about that with climbing about setting what that limit is, but you know, there's a can't and, and there's a, I don't want to. Yeah. So when someone goes, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. It's no, you actually can. Yeah. And you're deciding that you don't want to. And then there's a, I don't want to, uh, well, again, there's a can't because I, I physically can't. Um, and then there's an, I don't want to, because this is actually really hard and I'm out of my comfort zone. So I was pushing out of the can't. Yeah. I, I was burning the can up both ends and I you just weren't listening to the can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't listening to the can't because again, that drive at home and that stressor was the blessing in disguise that motivated, pushed me to excel the way that I was. But at some point there is that limit and I didn't know what that limit was. So training clients, I think is a little bit different. You can kind of yeah. see and, you know, understand where that is. I think that gives you an advantage as a coach because you know, as an athlete, how far you can push your body. And then, you know, when you can't, right. So you, so you probably see those cues in, in people. Um, but that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I took a poll. I'm not sure if you saw this. I took a poll the other day on strong mm-hmm. and I asked our audience what they wanted to ask you. And you had just mentioned about climbing and you, you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and like, are you going to be continuing your climbing journey? I think you said you're climbing another mountain soon. And how is that yeah. going? Yeah. So you're going to be the first to know because I didn't even announce it yet. Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> they all want to so, know. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, my goal is to climb the seven summits of the world. And Ooh. for those who don't know, that is the highest peak of every continent. So seven continents, seven summits. So I climbed uh, Kilimanjaro almost three years ago, and I was set to do a summit every two years, but you know, with COVID, everything happening, mm. different areas of the world got shifted. So uh, my next climb will be Mount El- Elbrus. That's in Russia, which is the highest peak of Europe. And I actually just put in my deposit last week. So have you seen the uh, documentary 14 Peaks? No, on Netflix, but I, but I will. You I'll have watch to see it. it. Mm-hmm. So it's an incredible movie. So Nimsda, it's about him and his climbing career and I don't want to spoil it for you but we've been speaking for the past three years and kind of the world didn't even know who he was and now he's like the number one climber in the entire world and he's just blown up since this documentary actually showed who this guy is and uh, he's going to be my guide for this next climb and there's only yeah I'm so excited and there's only 70 women in the entire world ever who summited all seven so I'm hoping to be number 71. And I don't know how many of that are Americans, but 
Um, it is going to be a very big, strenuous feat for me, and I'm really looking forward to it. That is incredible. Are you going to take yes. your um, your your followers along your journey? Plans for that? Yeah, absolutely. So I tried to film as best that I could with Kilimanjaro, and mm-hmm. I had the whole GoPro and everything, but uh, the temperatures are really low. So, uh, you know, it could drop in Elbrus, it could drop as low as negative 40 degrees. So I actually have to check out gear, but I will absolutely be taking pictures and videos and documenting the whole way. And I will have my flag all the way at the top. Awesome. <laughs> and so do you start your training regiment now? What does that look like to get yeah. prepared so, for something like that? Yeah. And that's really challenging as well, because I live in Miami. So mm-hmm. we're actually below sea level. Mm-hmm. And these mountains, I mean, you're starting at 20,000 feet and you're going up to, which would be Everest, which is 30,000, almost 30,000 feet. So when people, you know, they try to comprehend how high that is, they say, go in an airplane, open the window and look out. That's that's the height. Wow. So it's really, really high. Um, But training is, you know, it's pretty difficult, as I mentioned, with my lungs having the issues as I had in Mm. in, um, high school that stayed with me I actually have nodules in my lungs and I've been tested. They're not cancerous, nothing like that, but it makes my climbing journey a lot harder for me where doctors say you can't climb. You're not able to do this. I'm like, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> but we talk about that limit and pushing that boundary. And I didn't hit that limit yet. And climbing is really about survival and limits really death. So um, obviously we're not going to get to that point, but we're going to keep pushing through uh, so training down here has started. Okay. It's a lot of heavy leg days, a lot of heavy legs, um, a lot of sled work. Fortunately, I live in warm environment. We have a turf rooftop at one of our locations. So it's a lot of sleds back and forth. You have your stair climber. So you have your conditioning days, but it's really about your strength days and, um, really about putting myself in that lower altitude. So I ordered this tent that I can sleep in something, not a training mask, but a tube that will actually breathe and put me in that lower altitude. So I can start to get in the red blood cells, develop that, that will help me train and get better for my summit. But I'm in probably the worst area to live in for this kind of (laughs) climbing. (laughs) Yeah. But I see it as a challenge, you know, I think everything growing up is like, telling you the no, you can't, you're not able to. And that actually motivates me to do it even more because this is hard for anybody, no matter what. I live in the worst environment for training. I'm going to do it. I have every doctor telling me with my lungs, you cannot do this. This, You're never going to be able to summit all seven. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. And the one thing is if I'm not able to do it, it's because God says no, but I will give you every single thing that I have to get all seven. Oh man, you are so inspiring, girl. Hey, I'm going to interrupt the show because I have to share one of my most favorite pieces of home equipment slash travel equipment. And if you love to work out as much as I do, then you're going to want to check out Max Pro Fitness. This is so awesome. If you're following me on IG, coach underscore JVB, you will see some of the videos I posted with the MaxFit Pro. It's a full cable system that folds up into a backpack and you can legit bring it 
anywhere or pull it out. Like it's so easily stored. And for all my fellow strong women out there, there are 50 resistance settings from five pounds all the way up to 300 pounds at the turn of a dial. And the entire system only weighs 10 pounds. I love it so much that I have partnered with them to offer you guys $100 off your purchase. So I'm going to include the link in the show notes. Be sure to check it out and you're going to save $100 off the full cable system that folds up into a backpack. Oh my God, guys, you are going to love it. I hope you take me up on this opportunity because you are not going to be disappointed. You went through all of you know, your health challenges and you recognize that it was because of, you know, maybe lack of nutrition and pushing your body too hard. So what is, do you really pay close attention to your nutrition now, especially when you're starting uh, training for, for, for these up and coming climbs? Yeah. So right now I'm eight months out. So Mm -hmm. for me, the big thing really is about the training in my legs and my body and actually a lot of breath work. Uh, to really learn how to like expand my diaphragm and plan for that really big, deep breathing and that Mm -hmm. altitude. Um, But in regards to nutrition, I'm not so strict right now. I'm eating healthy as best that I can. I definitely have my cheat meals. Carbs are your friend, which is a blessing because I'm going to burn all that (laughs) off anyway. But as I get a little bit closer, um, I'm going to get a little bit stricter, maybe like two, three months out. But being eight months out, I'm not as strict. I'm definitely eating healthy, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely having that cheat meal. You know, I'm going to have the pizza. I'm not going to miss that. There's no way. (laughs) I'm with you, girl. We have pizza every Friday night with the family. (laughs) There you go. Me too. (laughs) Um, I guess you're prioritizing protein for, you know, recovering and recoup and that sort of thing. Absolutely. So besides the climb, what's new and exciting for you and your business? Do you have anything going on that you wanted to let our audience know? Yeah, lots going on. So mm-hmm. I'm the director of group fitness at a boutique style facility in Miami. It's called Anatomy. We have four locations right now and I'm and I manage all the group fitness for all the wow. locations. So I cover about I manage personally about 47 people and then we're building a fifth location in South Florida. So hopefully that will be around a 75 person team, which is great because I can only coach so much one-on-one. I can only coach so much in a class. But when you're coaching coaches, as you know, then yeah. you're just spreading and getting bigger and really making yeah. uh, even a bigger impact, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Besides that, I'm building a whole online uh, community right now, I'm building an online app and a training platform under Case and Fitness, which is great. So it doesn't matter if you're here locally, you'll still be able to train with me online and there's going to be a lot of options there. And I do a couple of things outside of that. So I just signed with Celsius, which is great. I love the energy drink. And I work with Techno Gym, which is an equipment brand. I do a lot of their writing for their company. So in regards to their programming, and that's internationally, and then they translate that information to other countries. And then I write content for an amazing magazine called yeah. Strong <laughs> and uh, yes. other brands. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been a whirlwind. There's a lot of projects. I just did this uh, storefront opportunity in Dior, New York for the last four weekends in New York, oh, which is amazing. Wow. So there's a lot of projects that are kind of in the works and building personally, professionally, and I'm just, you know, I'm really lucky. I I work really hard. I will say that there's a lot of hours and there's a lot of things you give up, 
you know, a lot of sacrifices to make those things happen. I think a lot of people really don't tap into that. It's just, this is what I'm doing and this is what I have. And it's like, they're not showing the, the, the grit, the grit of those yeah. things and what you're yeah. doing behind mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. to get that it this it just doesn't land on your lap you've been no. sacrificing working hard for a really long time and you want to do a lot of things and take all the vacations and travels and uh you know you really can't you just prioritize what's most important to you and you really want to make a difference in this world that comes with it love that it's it's learning to say no so you so your guesses are more important right absolutely absolutely um, I have to ask because uh, a lot of as you said, I'm, I'm coaching a lot of coaches now. And when you look at your Instagram, I mean, you shoot some of the most amazing workout videos. And I think oh, it was my husband, Vince, that said, you shoot them. Do you shoot them by yourself or do you, or is it a combo of both? Like how, how do you set it up? <laughs> I'm sure everybody <laughs> will want to know this. <laughs> yeah. It's actually nothing crazy. It's uh, I have someone who, you know, shoots my videos. And it's really about the camera and the lens and learning where to move Mm -hmm. and what the audience wants to see. So you either have somebody shoots videos and wow, this looks really cool. But the person, the viewer is not able to actually follow it because it's moving all over the place, but you grab really great attention. So there has to be a little bit of a combo of both. So it's, you're moving. So it's not still in sedentary. You're able to capture the viewer and for the viewer to stay a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But if you're actually going to my page to learn what the exercise is and proper form and technique, whether I say it or I write it in the caption, yep. um, the, the person is actually able to do it. And so I primarily use uh, kettlebells, which is my favorite tool. I believe it is for you as Me well. Me too, yep. Because <laughs> it's so versatile, dynamic, yep. it's explosive, it's fun. And, uh, and some body weight. So whether you're in a gym, whether you're at home, it's accessible to everybody. Um, I just love it. So I use a, like a Canon camera and yeah. it's just a certain type of lens and I just have somebody moved with it and that's it. It's really wow. nothing crazy and barely, very little editing. I just chop it up into different exercises. If it's a kettlebell flow, I break it down move by move and then you can piece it together. We can see it all together. Yeah. So whether you're somebody who's actually going for like library content or if it's somebody that I already just want to get some ideas or views, whatever, it's easily accessible to everyone, which is would, would you uh, suggest you shoot your content like once a month or do you do it like every couple of weeks or just, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So you really need to do what's best for you in what your schedule looks like. So for me, if you can, every other week, that would be ideal. Typically people have off on Sundays, you know, that's your laundry day. That's your meal prep day, whatever have you. So I see that as kind of like my film day. Mm. So what I do is I put on an outfit and I film five workout videos, no matter what it is. And it could be whatever content is geared towards your viewer audience. So for me, primarily are the workouts. So I'll do five different workouts in that outfit. And then I don't post them all in a row because then you just lose that. So then that way you have, you're starting to build your library before you push it. Then the next weekend, it's a different outfit. So it looks like a different location, different videos, different everything. Um, And then you have five more. And then what you do is you start to sprinkle. So it's one from this outfit, one from this outfit, one from this outfit. Because remember, it's not about the outfit, but they see it as that being the same. Fresh. So it's fresh and Mm -hmm. it looks Mm -hmm. different. So it could be the same outfit in a different location. It could be 
different locations, same or vice versa. It, it doesn't matter. Um, and I think everybody is so obsessed about the quality of the content. And honestly, it really doesn't matter. As long as it's neat, as long as it's clean and people can understand it and see it clearly, that's really all you need. You can do it on your on your iPhone and your tripod and yeah. set it up. And as long as it's a clean background, honestly, you're good to go. But if you want to take that extra level and you put in um, that extra effort of, you know, better filming and better quality, then that's when other brands are going to kind of see you and notice because they yeah. don't have, mm. yeah, they'll notice and they don't have to pay someone else to film you or uh, send a photographer, a videographer, a professional, somebody to edit when you're, when they see you, it's, oh, you can write, you can film and you can post and you're the trainer. You got like, you're like the one-stop shop. Well, it's done here for we them. go. Yeah. It's done for yeah. them. You're making yeah. it easier for them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to do. And fortunately it's been, it's been working well. Thank goodness. Those are amazing tips. And I, I say the same thing, even for people wanting to get into strong fitness magazine, it's like, well, if you're shooting with somebody, plan out a workout, write it and have yeah. it basically done for us. So it's almost like a no brainer. It's easier for any company. It's easier that way. Right. Make, make it easy right. for for whoever you want to work with and, and, um, and it, ask, happen. ask, yeah. you know, you're, exactly. you're, all, yeah. you're all, you're already not doing it. You're in the place that call it the land of no, you're not there anyway. So if you ask, they don't get back to you, follow up. They don't get mm -hmm. back to you, follow up again. They don't get back to you. You're not nagging. It's just sometimes companies and businesses, I mean, they're dealing with so many things at the same yeah. time. So just send a friendly follow-up. And then if, or when they get back to you, boom, there's your yes. And if they don't, and it's, if they do get back to you and it's a no, or if they don't get back to you, you're still in the same place. But people are so nervous to try and yeah. to reach out. They think that somebody is just going to discover you and find you. Yeah. And it, no. it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Yes. So you have to reach out. And that's exactly what I did with strong many years ago. I introduced myself. I sent them a video clip. I sent some photos and this is what I'm able to do. I respect you and your team and your brand. What can I do for you? Because there's something you have this massive reach, obviously, but you're aligned, you're helping people and you're helping women uh, self-empowerment and pushing them past their limits, but in the most beautiful and beneficial way that you don't have to strip off your clothes. You don't have to do all these things to get the attention. It's real strength, not just the outside, but from within. And that's strong, is it not? So it's like, how could you not want to work with this brand and give and keep giving. And that's something you can't teach. You can't teach passion. You can't teach energy. No. You can't teach to want to help people. All the other stuff you can learn. Yeah. But that's yep. that's from within you. You either have yep. it or you don't. Yeah. I love that, Jacqueline. I love that. And and I think you said something so key. Follow up, you know. <laughs> Follow up. If you messaged a person and they didn't get back to you, or they said, you know, they'll get back to you and they haven't follow up with them because you're right. Most of these companies, and I, I'm learned, I've learned that this year, you just get inundated. And, and the person that, that stands out is the person that follows up and really wants to work with you as a partner. Right. So. Absolutely. Awesome. And it's, I don't know how to get with this brand or I don't know how to get in touch. It, it's so easy now that like you open up a magazine and so it's easy. like, oh, here's a whole staff of everyone with their first and last name, with their emails. 
It's right you there. You can go. It's like you. It's on their first or second page, guys. <laughs> it, it, it's right there, and that's for everything. Um, for businesses, you can DM them. Large accounts probably don't see it. Great. Follow up. Follow up. Follow up. Write a comment, um, and then they'll see it. Uh, you can go on Facebook. You can go on LinkedIn. But as long as you have a brand and a name. That's all you need, but it's going to take time for you to get down to the nitty gritty and, and reach out. And then again, the follow up, but it's how, how important is it and how much of a priority is it for you to really make that stuff happen? Mm -hmm. And that's really the sacrifice and the time and the effort because everyone has their own job as it is, no matter what they're doing in the fitness wellness world. But if you're trying to make a bigger impact, that's what you have to do. But if it's just, I want to be in a magazine or I want to be online, it's never going to happen. No. Like you right. have to yeah. want mm -hmm. to provide something to help people yeah. and everybody yeah. in fitness and wellness, everyone looks good. Everyone looks great. They're in great shape and they've got great personality and that's amazing. What do you do that's different? Yeah. What can you bring to the table that's different? And a lot of people really don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. They're unsure. They're insecure then yeah. I don't reach out because I don't know what that is. Well, yeah. you can't sell yourself or buy or buy into other people. You can't even buy into yourself. You yeah. have to know what yeah. that is. Yeah. Self-promotion. I heard this the other day from one of my clients, Jen Gottlieb, self-promotion isn't growth. You have to do it because it's, it's just how people are going to get inspired and, and, you know, you never know who you're going to inspire. And then it just is a trickle effect, right? You're going to inspire somebody and then they're going to start to help people. So if you can get out of your own head and, and stop thinking that self-promotion is gross, that's the first step. Um, and, and be persistent and follow up. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's also, you know, how you're doing it because there's, there's a way to be the big ego mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. arrogance. And there's a way to, confidence you know there's that there is that fine line but if you're authentic and you care we keep talking about the care and the passion all of that will come yeah. they will all come with it but if you're trying to sell yourself and me 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 it's not about you it's about them, them. so if you're exactly, giving yeah. the service mm -hmm. and focus and the attention on them people are going to look at you yeah. but you don't have to say promote to me yeah. it's i'm yeah. i genuinely want to give this to you yeah. and then it circles back right yeah absolutely absolutely i think you answered this already but i'm going to ask you anyways uh, no problem. what does the word strong mean to you there's a lot of meanings with strong so strong is way bigger than the physical form mm -hmm. it is all about mental strength it is about spiritual strength and persistence and perseverance. That that's really what strong to me. That's what strong is. Somebody says I'm strong. Yeah, I deadlifted 500 pounds. That's awesome. It really is. But what's going on on the inside? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta yeah. you gotta push through that. And I suffered in a mountain climb. It literally almost killed me. Two people died on my team or in the team that was right behind me. Oh my God. And it's like, what are you going to do? Like you push through and you persevere and you fight to that limit, right to that end. Everything else is simple. Everything in your life is simple. So you have to find that within yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really hard. Everybody looks for an outside 
way of trying to find what that is, but that's in here. And that's a lot of work and people don't want to do the work, but that strength, what is strong, that's in here. That's your heart. Oh Oh, yeah. I love it, Jacqueline. Where can people connect with you and find you? You want to share your, your social platforms with us? Absolutely. Super simple. Kaysen Fitness. That's my last name. K-A-S-E-N Fitness. That's everywhere. It's kaysenfitness.com, Kaysen Fitness on Instagram, kaysenfitness at gmail.com. I answer every DM. I answer every email. Question about anything, training, workouts, motivation, overcoming things, climbing. I'll answer it all. I'm here to help and be a resource for anybody that needs it. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. And, you know, despite all the hurdles that you've encountered, it seems like you continue to sprint through life. And I'm just so excited to, you know, follow along your journey, journey, especially this new climb that you're going to be doing. Please keep me posted on everything. Um, you know, I'm totally open to working with you more closely with strong. I think that would be, we could probably do some pretty cool things together. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks again. And I know that you're going to be some mega inspiration to our audience. And thank you again for taking the time out of your day to chat with me. Of course. Thank you so much, Jenny. Tell Vince I say hi. I will. Bye now. I will. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend, or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay. Take care and stay strong.